Hey there, Agile Stampede, and welcome to another episode of Agile Bytes, the podcast sponsored by Integrity Inspired Solutions, where we build software in an agile manner day in and day out. I'm ready for this podcast. Are you ready? I'm ready. How do you like the clickbaity title for this podcast, by the way? The one metric you need that you probably aren't tracking. The results may shock you. Isn't that cool, right? So I don't know if you clicked on this podcast because of the clickbaity title or not. It was obviously designed to get your attention. The metric we're going to talk about so you can figure out if you want to bail on this podcast in the first three minutes or not is throughput. Now, before you go away, I want to clarify something. We are going to be talking about throughput in this podcast. And whenever we start talking about something that is more or less a productivity or a completion kind of metric, some helpful person always chimes in with, well, we're we looking at how fast we complete things. We should be looking at value. We should be looking at quality. Yes, yes, of course. Delivering things faster or more efficiently does not automatically mean that you are delivering more value. Of course, you know, we need to be focused on delivering value. I mean, obviously, if you increase the speed or efficiency at which you are delivering things that are not valuable or that are of low quality, you are basically just delivering trash at a faster rate. And that's not necessarily progress, right? That's not necessarily improvement. So don't take this as indicating that I'm saying that you shouldn't be focused on value. You should. But if you are delivering value, if you are picking valuable things, then the way to deliver more value is to, I don't know, deliver more value. And throughput is a really good measure of how much we are getting out the door. So assuming that we are focused on valuable things and assuming that we are baking in quality at the beginning, throughput is a very valuable thing to look at because throughput gives us an indicator of how much value is moving through our stream and coming out the other side as deliverable products so we can get that value into people's hands. So we are going to be talking about throughput but I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea that I'm saying efficiency and speed is the most important thing when it comes to developing product. Obviously it isn't. I'm assuming you are picking valuable things. I'm assuming that you have high quality standards. In light of that, what's an important metric we can look at? And I'm gonna offer that as throughput. What is throughput? Throughput is basically a measure of items completed over time, at least in terms of software development. That's what we're looking at. Work items completed over a span of time. What are those work items? Well, it kind of depends on the kind of work that you do and the scale that you like to operate at when you're keeping track of your production. For us, it's user stories. For you, it might not be that. For some teams, it might be maintenance tickets. For other teams, they might do this at the epic level as opposed to the user story level or, or a feature level as opposed to a very specific user story level. But what we're doing is we're taking those items and we're seeing over time how many of these things get completed. So it might be you know one item a day or three items a week or eight items a month. It's some amount of items completed over time. This is a very powerful, easy to track and beneficial metric. Let me tell you just some of the things that your throughput metric can do for you. One of the things that your throughput metric can do for you is it can reveal how much chaos is in your system. Let's say, just as an experiment, that I decide to keep track every day of how many items my team gets done. 
And on day one, there's nothing. Day two, there's nothing. Day three, there's nothing. Day four, there's one thing. Day five, there's nothing. Day six, there's one thing. Day seven, there's five things. Day eight, there's no things. Day nine, there's no things. Day 10, there's one thing. Well, there was this huge spike all of a sudden. So that tells me something about our delivery patterns, right? That we sort of have this low to no delivery pattern most of the time, but then we have this sharp spike where a bunch of things get delivered at once. That's interesting information. Now, I don't know the story behind why it is that way, right? We need human beings to tell us that story. Is it because we are having a bunch of items in progress and then they all get delivered at the very end? Is it because we have a release cycle that works off of periods where nothing really gets delivered for a long period of time and then boom, a huge chunk of things gets delivered? We don't know the whys, but at least we know the what, right? The metric is telling us that. The metric can also tell us how much variability and chaos is in our system just by looking at the ranges. Like what if day one, I got one thing done. Day two, I got eight things done. Day three, I got two things done. Day four, I got nine things done. You know, I'm just all over the map. So this lets me know that our uh, development and delivery process has all kinds of chaos in it. It's, it's, it's unpredictable. And a lot of other metrics I might look at are going to be kind of meaningless because my throughput run is all over the map. And if your delivery rate goes through these wild swings and there's no pattern to them at all, there's no kind of generalizations you can draw from it, that's going to be true of almost any flow metric that you keep. So the throughput metric really shows you, like, is your system basically something where you can see patterns and make extrapolations from it? Or is it something that's just totally random? Like on any given day, you, you just don't know what's going to happen. That's good information too. That can be something that you can talk about. Another thing that throughput can give you is the ability to plan. Take this example. Let's say that you are cranking out the user stories or whatever your work items are, and you've got your throughput data in front of you. And somebody comes along and says, hold on, stop the presses. We just talked to a client and they said they'll give us a million dollar contract if we can get feature X done by next week. Or, you know, change the story to be something more applicable to you. Maybe there's a legal compliance issue. You know, we're out of legal compliance. We got to get feature X done by the end of the week or we're going to have to pay a, you know, $5,000 fine or something. There's something where an item has some smoke behind it, right? That's we got to get this done by a certain time or something bad is going to happen. We're going to lose value. Well, if my throughput is all over the map or I don't know what my throughput is, I don't have a lot of options when it comes to dealing with that item. How would you deal with that item? My guess is that many of you, especially if you don't know what your team's throughput is, would probably just say, hey, we've got this work item. And unlike our other work items, this is a catastrophe if we don't get this done in a week. So stop what you're doing and do this thing. In fact, I, I just read an article today about, you know, interrupting sprints to handle emergencies. This is, this is a very common way people approach this issue. Well, if I know what my throughput is, I might discover that I don't have to do anything, that I don't have to disrupt anything. And that item that has that dire consequence behind it is just naturally going to get done before the deadline anyway. But I'm not going to know that if I don't know what my throughput is. And my throughput then can help me make those decisions. If my throughput says, you know, hey, we generally get one item done a day and there are five items ahead of this thing with smoke on it that just came through, 
I'm probably not going to get it done by the end of the work week, and I might have to reprioritize some things. So it helps me plan from that perspective, but it also helps me plan in the sense of forecasting. Here at Integrity, we're big fans of using Monte Carlo simulations to forecast groups of work items when we think they're going to be done or when large bodies of functionality are going to be complete and that sort of thing. We use simulations to do that. Where does the data set for those simulations come from? It comes from our historical throughput. We look at the completion rate every day, and then we use that to project out what we think the future is going to look like. So it really enhances our predictability to be able to have that throughput metric. And if you're thinking, well, you know, we don't use fancy tools like Monte Carlo, et cetera, et cetera. Just today on LinkedIn, I posted a photo where I did a Monte Carlo simulation by randomly pointing at throughput data that was on, on a whiteboard. It was just written up on a whiteboard somewhere and we did a Monte Carlo simulation that way. So it's really more about having the data than it is about having fancy tooling or anything like that. Throughput can also, and I wanna be a little bit hesitant here because this can be misused. It can also be a catalyst for having conversations about team improvement. Now, I don't mean to say that your throughput is a performance metric and I don't mean that your team should be looking at throughput and asking questions like, you know, we, we've got a throughput about two items a day. Let's shoot for three items a day or six items a day or, or whatever. Like, like there are specific throughput goals that you need to be trying to hit. But what I am saying is when you're looking at the patterns of your throughput run, it can suggest areas of improvement. For example, if we truly are all over the map, if our delivery is unpredictable, we might ask the team, what kind of changes would we have to make to deliver one thing every single day? It could be changes to your a CI pipeline. It could be changes to your CD ops. It could be changes to the scope with which you write user stories. It could be changes to the amount of user stories that you have in progress at any given time. There's all kinds of changes and improvements that could come from asking that question. Or, you know, if one item a day isn't the thing, like what would our team have to do to fairly reliably deliver three items per week? What kinds of changes will we have to make? Now, the goal here is not to force your team to deliver three items per week. What we're trying to do is use that scenario as a catalyst for making us look at the rest of our process. What about our process introduces all this chaos and variability into the system? Maybe we should be looking at those things to improve, right? Maybe we should be looking at our deployment process. Maybe we should be looking at how fine-grained our user stories are. So throughput can be a metric that, that shows us these things and provides these kinds of catalysts for conversations. Now, throughput can be used for other things as well, but those are main things, right? They can show us where our system has chaos in it. It can help us with our planning and our forecasting, and it can provide us a catalyst for having discussions around improvement. It can be almost like a, a challenging thought experiment. What would we have to do in order for our delivery to be more reliable? That's, that's a great question for teams to ask themselves. So if throughput sounds cool. If you're like, well, yeah, I mean, it would be great to be able to know what my delivery rate is so we could plan and forecast and do all that awesome stuff you just said, but how do you possibly get data like that? Well, here's what you do. Each day, write down how many items your team got done. No, there is no step two. No, that is actually it. That is literally all there is to tracking your throughput data. What's today's date? How many items did we get done on this date? That's it. 
If you have that data, you can do all those things I just said. If you are a scrum master or a project manager or a team lead or whoever in your organization is kind of keeping team metrics, if you're a developer who just does it so you can help your team improve, whatever, whoever's keeping track of team metrics, this is a great thing to do during your daily standup because the odds are pretty good. Unless you're on a fairly large team, you're probably not going to complete more than one or two things on any given day anyway. So you're having your daily standup. Today is today's date. How many items got done? It was this update done, right? I, I mean, as far as your throughput data is concerned, obviously you have more of an update to make. But as far as your throughput data goes, that's all you need. And if you're keeping track of that, you can do all these things. You can look at that data set and you can look for patterns. You can look for variation. You can say, it looks like, you know, off and on, you know, we generally get one thing done per day. So just knowing that, can give you a lot of planning capacity just off the back of a cocktail napkin, right? If you know that your team basically completes one thing per day or usually completes three things every week, that, that makes planning a heck of a lot easier and risk management a heck of a lot easier, even though you know it's not always going to work out that way. Look, you don't have to convince me that software development has a lot of unknowns and unpredictability to it. Of course it does. If, if we're building anything really of business consequence, there's going to be unknowns. There's going to be unpredictability. Software development is not manufacturing. Software development isn't even the same as building a house. So the level of predictability that we have, say, in software development, is not going to be the same thing as manufacturing car doors. You're, you're not always going to complete one item every day. You're not always going to complete three items every week, no matter what you do, right? Unless you just force yourself to meet that arbitrary standard. But a lot of teams could be a lot more consistent than they are. Even if you can't have 100% consistency, that doesn't mean we have to throw our hands up and say, well, software development is just inherently chaotic, right? It's just inherently complex. It's just inherently unknown. So therefore, we can have no level of predictability whatsoever. The center cannot hold. All is chaos. The falconer can no longer hear the falcon. I think it actually goes the other way. But you see what I'm saying? We, we don't have to go from one extreme to the other. Well, software isn't manufacturing, so throughput data is meaningless. We can achieve a certain level of consistency that allows us some degree of probability when we're looking at our patterns and when we're looking at our planning. And all you have to do to achieve that is just keep track of how many items get done every day. And you're good. From that data set, you can do all that cool stuff that I said. So then that raises the question, if I have this data set, let's say I have a, a Google spreadsheet or Excel or, or just a piece of paper or whatever, and every day I've been recording the date and the number of user stories that my team completed on that date. And I have that data set going back a few weeks or a month or a couple months or whatever. How am I going to use it? Well, one thing you can do is just by looking at the data set, you can look to see if there are patterns or if there is no pattern. That's valuable information as well. You know, do you tend to do one thing per day? Do you tend to do three things a week? I look for those patterns. Do you tend to have long periods where nothing is happening and then all of a sudden a sharp spike? That's a pattern. And as we look at the throughput run and as we begin to look at patterns, then that enables us both to plan around those patterns because those patterns will probably keep going unless we change things, but it also suggests improvements that we might make. So looking for patterns or the absence of patterns is what you want to do. If there's no pattern, if every day seems totally random, that's a conversation too, right? What is it about our system 
that makes our delivery all over the map. Why is it that, you know, on day one, we completed eight things. On day two, we completed two things. On day three, we completed no things. On day four, we completed one thing. And on day five, we completed 17 things. Like what, what's going on here? You know, why are things all over the map? Is there something that we're doing that is causing there to be such high degrees of variability? Which leads me to the next thing you can look at. And that is the level of variance you have in your completion rates. For most software development teams, when you're looking at their throughput run, any given day is a number between zero and maybe two or three. Sometimes on rare occasions, you know, you might have four. Now, granted, this depends on the size of your team. I'm kind of going off of, you know, software development team sizes that tend to hover around like the four to six to eight person mark or whatever. But generally speaking, that's kind of what you're looking at. But what if you end up with a pretty high degree of variance? What if your range is 0 to 10 or 0 to 12? Where is that coming from? How is it that you can get no items done one day and 12 items done on the next day? Well, that probably suggests something in the amount of work you have in progress and the way you're batching it up. Or it might suggest something about your release cycle. Maybe we got lots of things done, but we didn't release them until the end of the month. And so all of a sudden we got 30 things out there. You'll have to look for that yourself, but the throughput patterns are what's going to show you, or the levels of throughput variance are going to show you where there are potential problem areas in your process. The other thing that you can do with this set of data is randomly select from it for Monte Carlo simulations. Now I've already done a podcast on Monte Carlo simulations. I don't remember exactly what it was called. I'm pretty sure it has Monte Carlo in the title somewhere. So you can scroll back through and look for it where I explain the way Monte Carlo simulations work. So I'm not going to rehash all of that here, but that throughput data you have by randomly selecting days out of that data set, you can construct a hypothetical future for your team. So if I've got throughput data for the last 20 or 30 days of my team, and I want to know what the next 10 days are going to look like or could look like, then I can randomly select from those 30 days in the past and randomly select 10 data points and then construct those 10 future days. And that would be one simulation. Now, one simulation isn't really going to tell me much. What I want to do is run multiple simulations and look for the patterns, look for the trends. But that's how you generate Monte Carlo simulations. It really is not more elaborate than that. It is randomly selecting from a historical data set to build out a hypothetical future data set and doing that over and over again and seeing how things turn out. That's a very powerful use of throughput metrics. And like I said, I was able to do it by closing my eyes and randomly pointing at a board. I would recommend maybe something slightly more sophisticated than that. Something about the way upper management thinks, they're not real impressed when they see you covering your eyes and randomly pointing at a whiteboard. Although now that I think about it, I'm not sure that's much different than how most estimates are arrived at. But anyway, I do recommend that maybe, you know, you try to find like an algorithm in Excel or, or maybe some tooling that will do it for you. At least roll some dice, you know, find your Dungeons and Dragons developers and get the 20-sided dice out and do your Monte Carlo simulations that way at least. But my point is, is that that throughput data is the data set and it's the only data set you need. So I hope I sold you on throughput data. It's a super easy metric to keep just every day, write down how many items you got completed and you've got all the data that you need. And if you've got that data, you can start looking for patterns, start looking for variants, start looking for disruptions and begin to use that data set to take a look at what the future might look like for your team. 
Thanks everyone for listening to Agile Bites. Agile does sometimes bite, but we don't think it always has to. If you enjoyed what you heard today, don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you happen to be using. And if you can, leave us a comment because we'd love to hear your feedback. What things would you like to hear about? What things did you hear that were valuable to you today? You can also head over to integrityinspired.com to sign up to our email list. But that's all for today, folks. We'll see you next time.